Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Uh, how are things in Philadelphia tonight? And can you believe we've been doing this three and a half months and it's flying by? And uh, I just got confirmation besides tonight's great guest. Next Sunday night, we're going to have on Brian Wheeler, voice of the Portland Trailblazers. How do you like that? Sounds good. Sounds sounds good to have a. Have him on the show next week. Can't wait to talk some NBA basketball. His NBA season training camp is about to start up very soon. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, tonight we've got one of the best assistant basketball coaches in all of basketball, college or pros, Andy McCloskey. I know he's going to be joining us pretty soon. I'm excited to talk to him. He's got so many great stories and a great history in the game. And, uh, I know that things are starting to heat up in Philadelphia with LaSalle and all the great teams back there. So basketball season is here. Let's face it, and you and I both love it. Yep, we definitely both love it. And on the line joining us right now is Portland State assistant coach Andy McCluskey. I appreciate you guys having me on. I just want to know this. What does Brian Wheeler with an NBA background, what does he know about the Palestra? I'm a little worried I'm a little worried about this crossing over, getting the pro guy into the mix too early in the season. I'm worried about that. I, I want I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to coach a game in the Palestra. Everybody talks about the garden. Everybody talks about the big venues in college basketball. I've always wanted to coach a game in the Palestra. Well, I think, Andy, it's nice to have you on tonight, and you're on with Jovan Alford and myself, Greg Crawford, on the East-West Hoops Loop, and I'll let Jovan answer the question. Jovan, what is the palestra like? Tell Mr. McCloskey. The palestra is one of the best college basketball venues here in the East Coast. It's where the best of Philadelphia basketball comes and plays at likes of the University of Penn plays there. We had last year LaSalle play St. Joe's there, and that game was televised here on local TV, and it was a great atmosphere. It, it brings out, every time you see a game in the palestra, it just brings out the best out of all teams. The student sections is is just a great experience to see on TV. You know, I, Andy, you know, I think other... one of the things, excuse me, go ahead, Greg. No, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead and answer, and then I got a question for you. I think one of I think one of the things that people don't understand uh about college basketball versus the NBA is that I think I think when you when you think about when you think about NBA basketball you're thinking about the great players 
you're not necessarily thinking about the coaches or the venues. But I think when you think about the college game, you're thinking about the people that are involved. You're also it, it's more of a coach's deal, but you're also thinking about some of the great venues around the United States. And I think I think that the Palestra and the Big Five, you know, the controversy that was that was decided when, you know, for instance, some of the the when the Big East got big and Villanova decided to to move away from that and and they've got a they've got a big venue. I think that there was some controversy in Philadelphia over the fact that they weren't going to be able to play. The, the Big Five was almost as important as some of those leagues, and I think that that's unique to college basketball. With it, and and I think that's I think it makes college basketball a little more exciting when you think about some of those venues and the coaches that stay in one place for a while. Absolutely, and of course, uh, that voice you're hearing is Andy McCloskey, one of the best basketball coaches in the country. He's the assistant coach at Portland State University in Portland, Oregon. Uh, and Andy, speaking about arenas and venues, and maybe we're even going to get Jovan out for this game, but uh, a school that you have, have a lot of familiarity with, uh, explain to our listeners, Oregon State, on December 12th is going to be visiting the school uh, that you uh, that you presently coach at, and that's going to be an unreal atmosphere in Stott Center when Oregon State from the Pac-12 visits Portland State in a game that's going to be probably sold out well in advance. Well, I, I think it's a really unique opportunity for Portland State to be able to host uh, a team like Oregon State. When I played uh, at Oregon State, we used to always play in Portland, but we'd play at Memorial Coliseum, which is the precursor uh, to the Rose Garden where the Blazers play now. I, I think it's a unique thing, and I think you have to – I think you really have to, you, you know, I think you have to take your hat. You know, you really have to thank uh, – for us, anyway, I think we have to – thank the Oregon State staff, Craig Robinson, for coming and playing a game in our building, I think is it's it's very unique. There's not a lot of coaches that would do that. The only thing that would be better is if the president were to show up uh at that game. I think it would be a unique a unique atmosphere. Uh it's gonna be a unique atmosphere anyway because it's not very often that a you know a, a whatever you want to call it, the BCS to to mix metaphors with football but a BCS team to come to a mid-major and and play in our gym, but it would be a unique atmosphere if the president were to show up. Uh, yes, it would. And for anyone that missed that part uh, or has been on Mars, of course, Craig Robinson, the coach at Oregon State, his brother-in-law is President Obama. Uh, Craig Robinson's got his hands full at Oregon State trying to turn that program around. Uh, but uh, he, he's done a decent job there. He's going to have a good team this year. That's going to be a great game. Andy, speaking of a good team, uh, for our listeners in Philadelphia and around the world, uh, I would say this if I was standing next to Javon in Philadelphia, you guys have done just a marvelous job at Portland State with Coach Geving, yourself, and the rest of the staff because you come into a tough situation there. You basically were on probation due to the APR, limited scholarships, limited practice time, couldn't go to postseason. And uh, you've got to be pretty proud of what's gone on there at Portland State in the big sky. I think in the last year we've made strides. 
certainly nobody wants to go through that. It's something that's, uh, you know, it's it's not recommended. But we had a good year last year. We had really, really good players with Jayla Stapscott, Charles Odom. Got ourselves into the semifinals of the uh, Big Sky Tournament. And as everyone knows at that point, when you're, when you're deep into a tournament, anything can happen. It was it was kind of it was it, it was kind of rewarding because of the fact that the year before we weren't eligible for postseason play, and there were a lot of those guys uh, who stuck with us and did did marvelous things on and off the court to help us you, you know have a uh, have a perfect APR and at the same time advance into the Big Sky play. And so I think that we're heading in the right direction. We just need to make sure we just made, need to make sure that we. Uh, continue to make progress and 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 win more games but at the same time do things uh properly off the court absolutely and i don't know jovan's got plenty of questions for you so fire away jovan all right coach i looked at your schedule for this upcoming season and you guys have a tough four road games early in the season in november taking on the likes of oregon portland university oklahoma state and loyal marymount how do you think that your vikings team will match up against these four particular teams earlier in the season? Well, you, you know, I've always felt, you know, it's kind of it's kind of funny. A lot of people, in, and I, I've been at different levels, I think a lot of times people look at, look at things differently. They think that the low major or the mid-major just needs to worry about their conference tournament. I look at things differently. I think, I think it's very important to get off to a good start. I think it's important to win as many games as you can. I think I think also that it's 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 maybe even more important. The preseason is maybe even more important for a mid-major in that if you have a chance to win a lot of games, you've got a chance to go to some tournament. Let's face it. When you're in the big sky, unless you win the conference championship, you're not going to the NCAA tournament. That being said, you have to have a glamorous record. You've got to do very, very well in the preseason. So all these games that we play in November and December, in a way, are our tournament games. That being said, it's very difficult to go out and get a terrific record. You've got to keep your team together. But I think that those those games that we play early on are very, very significant to what we can do in terms of having a successful season at our level. This is the East-West Hoop Soup with me and Greg Crawford and Portland State Assistant Head Coach Andy McCluskey. Coach, another question. I know about new forward Aaron Morrow from San Bernardino Valley JC. Can you tell us a little bit more about him and what does he bring to your Portland State team? Well, I think, you know, like all, like all new uh, players to your program, we we feel very very good about his ability. Obviously, we wouldn't have recruited him if we didn't think he was uh, a player that could do big things for us. I think it's important uh, to realize that the returners are the guys that you need to really, uh, you know, to to really have a good year. I think your returners have to do great, and the new players that come in, you expect them to do. Uh, good things. Aaron is a guy that he's extremely long. He's a versatile player. Uh, he's a little bit older. Uh, for ju- being a junior college player that's only been 
uh, out of high school two years. He, he's he's he, he's got some maturity to him. Uh, you would think that he would have the opportunity to be able to play immediately and do well. We don't want to put that kind of pressure on him. I think that he's got I think he's got a a, a lot to offer. He's long. He can play a couple positions, and he 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 gives us something that we don't have in our returners. I think that he's going to have a very good year, uh, but I wouldn't want to put too much pressure on him as a as an incoming uh, junior. We're speaking with Andy McCloskey. He is the assistant basketball coach at Portland State University. They are a member of the Big Sky. Uh, they've added a couple teams this year. They're going to play a round-robin schedule, uh, which is always great, a balanced schedule, and they've added North Dakota and Southern Utah in, and that will be a great addition to the Big Sky. But, Andy, let's take you back a few years. Oregon State University, uh, Gill Coliseum, uh, I, I hate to say it, I don't want to be negative, you and I are both positive people, but I get a kick out of Mike Parker, the Beaver broadcaster now, talking about Beaver Nation. Uh, he, I don't think he realizes Beaver Nation was when Gill Coliseum was jam-packed, uh, 10,000 fans stomping up and down, cheering. You, you couldn't even hear yourself in there, and you, you were, your ears were ringing for weeks going to a game there. Uh, Oregon State had tremendous tradition in basketball, but they haven't been back to the NCAA tournament since 1990. But talk a little bit about your days there. Well, I, I, I think what, as I reflect a little bit, you know, we had awfully when when I was in school uh, as a player from 77 to 81, and I should say 82 because it took me a an extra year. You guys are intellects and stuff. And you mentioned Penn. I could have never got into Penn, but um, it's it's kind of it, it's it's kind of a unique situation because Oregon State basketball was so good for so long, and it was it was kind of a uh, it, was, it was a unique situation because I think that Ralph Miller and Slats Gill uh, were terrific coaches. And we talked earlier in the, about venues and about coaches. And I think that Ralph Miller was one of the, you know, iconic coaches in the history of the game, uh, having done so well at Wichita, having done so well at Iowa, having done so well at Oregon State, was one of those guys that uh, could take yours and beat his and take his and beat yours. And so I think that Oregon State over the years was, was one of those basketball schools that probably overachieved. And it's 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 a unique deal when you think about the players that have gone through there, and the lack of players that have gone through there since. So it's kind of it's it's a very very unique deal. Uh, I'm sure that Craig Robinson and his staff really are you know trying to get you know it's it's just kind of one of those difficult deals. You need a a player or two. It's it's not like football. Football you need a bunch, and in basketball you need three or four. Oregon's done it, you know, from time to time. Gonzaga's done it from time to time in the West, but it's a difficult deal. And and uh, you know, I, I I sometimes go back and I think all the good teams in the West that could have been really really good uh, pre ESPN that people don't know about. And Oregon State, I think, was one of those teams. No question. And I think they still rank 16th in all time wins uh, nationally. 
uh, even with these down years, having not been to the NCAA tournament since 1990. Speaking of players, Andy, now at Portland State, I know how hard you work. Uh, we talked a lot. You're always on the road recruiting during the recruiting period, working so hard and preparing the team ready. Uh, is recruiting gotten a lot tougher in the past few years with so many Division One teams, and everybody's got to get good players. There's so much pressure on to win. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure that it's it's that different uh, than it's ever been. I think that recruiting has always been, you know, the, the a number one deal. If you were if you were put together a program. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure that everybody would say that recruiting uh, would would be the most important thing. One, two, three, recruiting, and then I think three, four, five, or whatever would be, or four, five, six, would be scheduling. But I think I think that recruiting has changed in that it's become such a summer thing. It's become, you know, regardless of whether it's social media, whether it's talk radio, whether it's all the different blogs that are out there. Recruiting's changed a little bit, but it still it still comes down to relationships, being able to evaluate players and making sure that you're getting the very best. It it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult progress uh process regardless of where you are, but recruiting is obviously it's 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 the number one thing uh you know that everybody does. And, and you know, coaching probably now, coaching probably now is not as important as it was uh, in the Ralph Miller era. Interesting, uh, Jovan. I know you got some more questions there from Philadelphia. Yeah, definitely do, Coach. How do you think you you guys will fare in the big in the Big Sky Conference this upcoming season? Well, we're very positive about. Uh, the approach that we're going to take to this year, I think, I think, I think Montana has to be the favorite. Montana has the three best players back. Uh, I should say that I, I, not necessarily the three best players, but the three leading scorers. They they're, they're back. Uh, obviously, Weber lost a terrific player in Damian Lillard, who uh, is one of the best players in in Big Sky history. But uh, Will Cherry, uh, Kareem Jamar, and Matthias Ward all return. Uh, from Montana, they probably have, on paper, they probably have, you know, the three most important players back. But I feel good about the fact that we re- we return a solid nucleus, and we've added some good players. I'm not sure that we've replaced individually. I'm not sure we've replaced Charles Odom and or uh, Chehalis Tapscott. But I think with the four people that we've brought in. Uh, we feel good. We feel good about our our situation with some new teams coming in and, and an expanded conference schedule. I think that you you truly have a champion when you consider going through uh, 22 league games or, or excuse me 20 league games. Definitely. And talking more about you say about the 20 about the 22 conference games you guys will be playing or have played. Uh, you finished seven and fifteen last year, and ten and six in the conference. What will it take to beat a team like Montana? Since you said they're returning the three top leading scorers, what will it take to beat a team like that that won the Big Sky Conference? Well, I think that, uh, and, and as we start 
tomorrow's our first day of school. We brought our players back. We're in the quarter system. I think I think the one thing that we really have to uh, address is we've got to become a more solid defensive team. I think that uh, if you go around college basketball and you you, you don't take into account the the players or the teams that just absolutely have the best talent. I think that rebounding and defense is paramount in their game. And I think that we have to address uh, that. We have to be a strong defensive team, and we have to be a good rebounding team. And at the offensive end, if we take care of the ball and take good shots, that part will take care of itself. But I, I would say that I would say that we have to make sure that we're you know, really, really taking care of the defensive end and rebounding. This is the East-West Hoops loops and Loop, and we're on every Sunday night at 8 o'clock. I'm Greg Crawford, along with my co-host, Dilmon Alford, who is coming from Philadelphia. I'm from Portland, Oregon. We're speaking with Andy McCloskey, the outstanding assistant basketball coach at Portland State University. Andy, uh, tell the world tonight, something that really disturbs me, and I'd like to get your thoughts on it. I wrote in my Crawford's Court, which was out yesterday on CSNNW.com, I would love to see at some point in my life before I pass on, which could be sooner than later, University of Portland and Portland State, the two D1 teams in Portland, Oregon, sell out every game. They don't even come close to doing that. It disturbs me. Do you have any thoughts on that process, why it happens? And I'll expound just for a second on Portland State is a great, there isn't a bad seat in the house. The concession stands are great. They got the best band in college basketball, and it's user-friendly for kids and families. And yet a lot of people don't show up. Well, you know you're not going to like me. You're not going to like me to say this, but you're part of the problem. This is part of the problem. What we're doing tonight is part of the problem. There's so much media. There's so much television. There's so much uh, things that people can do to be a part of college basketball that attending a game sometimes becomes second fiddle. I'm not blaming it on you. I'm just saying that college basketball is so popular. There's so many games on television. Same is true of football. I think that sometimes college basketball attendance is hurt by all the television, by all the interest, regardless of whether it's talk shows, whether it's TV, whether it's block, regardless of what it is, college basketball has become so big that I think sometimes people forget that they can attend a game. And I think that in Oregon, uh, you you have the situation where you've got a chance to watch a lot of Pac-10 games on television. You've got a chance to go to a Blazer game. You've got a chance to watch a Blazer game on television. You've got a chance to watch, you know, college basketball nationally. And so I think I, I think that if you if you think about pre-ESPN days and now. I think that college basketball probably has less attendance than it did, even even with the expansion of arenas. I think that now, as opposed to pre-ESPN, I think that college basketball attendance probably would be down. 
I'm not sure exactly what the answer is. I agree with you. Neither Portland or Portland State have big venues, and you would think that those games should all be sold out. But I think that the viewing public, the basketball junkies, have a lot of options, and I think that they're exercising those. I'll ask you one quick question, and then I'll turn it over to Jovan to close out the program. Andy, you're great, and I hope you'll come on again with us. Uh, we're not quite done yet, but I'm going to ask my final question and then let Jovan uh, take out the program here. But uh, a quick answer on this one if you want to. You saw both Lillard and Rodney Stuckey, uh, without question, maybe Richardson at Montana a long time ago, but everybody kind of forgets about him. He's talking about free TV, but... Uh, the better player, uh, Damian Lillard or Rodney Stuckey in the Big Sky, they're probably the two best players ever in the Big Sky. Well, well, I do, I, I do. I will say this. I will say this. Both you and I, Greg, are old enough to know how good Michael Ray Richardson was. So yes, he was. <laughs> neither one of those, neither one of those guys can talk about how good Michael Ray was at this point in their career. I will say this uh, to the two current guys. You, you have to have a lot of respect for what Rodney Stuckey's done in the NBA. As a college player, I would probably lean being an offensive guy and not necessarily a defensive guy, being an offensive guy, I would probably lean towards Damian just because I think that he brings so many things to the game. And we would have to be awful uh, at Portland State. He had 40, 37 and I'm not sure what he had against us in the tournament. I think it was 26 or 27 and played a terrific defensive game. Damian Lillard is one of those guys that doesn't come along uh, very often, regardless of where he would have played. Stuckey obviously has made it. Damian Lillard still has to make it. But both those guys would do well. Uh, I'm old enough. I'm old enough to know how good Michael Ray Richardson was, and and, and I would have to say that Michael Ray is probably the best player in the history. Uh, in, in terms of what he did in the NBA, uh, he did a terrific, terrific, terrific job, uh, not only as a college player but as a pro player. Jovan, take us out for tonight, and uh, thanks, Andy. And I know Jovan's got a couple of questions for you. Yeah, a couple more questions for you, Coach. Talk about Marcus Hall from Frenzo City College and what can he bring as a as a wing guard to your to your program. You know, Marcus Marcus is one of those guys that you know I'm not sure that he, I'm not sure that he has a uh, a go to facet of his game, but there's nothing that's weak in his game. He he's a very very versatile player. He's very strong defensively. He's an outstanding rebounder. He's an adequate shooter. He can put it on the ground. I'm not sure that he has a hole in this game. I'm not sure that there's anything that he does extremely well. I, I think he's he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys that just helps you win. He's come from an outstanding junior college program. His uh, junior college coach Ed Maddock is one of the tough tough guys in all of college basketball. Anybody who's ever played for Coach Maddock. Uh, you know that he's been trained well. And I think that his transition from junior college basketball to uh, major college basketball will be easy because of the fact that he's played uh, for such a demanding and such a successful junior college coach. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Now, with about two minutes left in the show, I just want you to tell our listeners that's out there on the East Coast that might not know about Portland State, even some people on the West Coast that know about that don't know about Portland State, tell them about your team, what can we expect from this season, and what can we expect in conference play from you all? Well, first of all, I think the Big Sky is is, is like a lot of conferences uh, nationally that don't get the recognition, don't have the television uh, that some of the bigger conferences have. I think that there's excellent basketball played in the West. It's going to be really interesting, and I think it's unique that we have so many teams in our league. Um, I'm not sure that there's anything that anybody doesn't necessarily know. Uh, it's it's awfully competitive, and and I, and I think that all of us. Uh, at this level, we do everything that we can to make sure that our team is ready come February and early March to really make a run and and to be playing our basketball. Hopefully you're healthy at that time of the year and that you have a chance uh, to, to to really do big things. I think that our league is, is, is much better than people think. Obviously last year the sixth player uh, picked in the NBA draft with Damian Lillard. There's good players in the big sky. Um, I, w- I would guess that there are some leagues uh, in the East that are similar. We don't have uh, some of the population bases in our in our conference, but there's a lot of good basketball that's played in the Big Sky. And uh, you know, I just think that, you know our game our game our game is great. We just need to make sure that uh, you know everyone gets everyone gets a shot at that NCAA tournament. And and who knows what's happening in that first week of March. And that right there, folks, will end off the East West Hoop Hoop for tonight. We would like uh, we would like to again thank Assistant Coach Andy McCloskey for coming on tonight and talking about his Portland team. This for another edition of the East West Hoop Hoop. This has been me, Jovan Alfred, along with my great co-host and Greg Crawford on CSNNorthwest.com. Tune in for another edition of East West Hoop Hoop. Next Sunday, same time, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific time here on Blog Talk Radio. Everybody have a good night and be safe.